John Wall and the Houston Rockets might be parting ways. Is, is anyone interested in John Wall? Plus the Denver Nuggets extend Aaron Gordon. Did they overpay for him? Is that going to be a luxury tax team? And in-season tournament, yay or nay? Let's cover it all in the Wednesday episode of Locked on NBA. Let's go. You are Locked on NBA, your daily NBA podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, the daily and free podcast covering all things association. And on Wednesdays, I'm your co-host, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake, and the host of the Locked On Pelicans podcast. Join special guest today, Mike Richmond of Locked On Blazers. What's up, man? Oh, not much. Thanks for having me, Jake. I'm glad I could fill in, make it happen on a Wednesday. There we go. Kind of last minute, but that, that makes this a little bit more fun. And we get, we got a whole, like, it's the middle of what, September. We've got a whole lot to talk about today. This is pretty good, actually. Yeah. And real NBA news in September is pretty, you can't complain about that. No, it also makes our job easier, which just is only a good thing, right? Exactly. Um, so let's dive into it all. Couple, couple of things today. We got John Wall. We got the Denver Nuggets. We got the the uh, in season tournament. Maybe, maybe not. We'll find that one out. Uh, but let's start with John Wall and the Houston Rockets. The news out of Houston today that they are basically like. Yeah, this isn't working. We don't need you to play. He doesn't seem to want to play. They want to try and find him another place to end up, meaning they're going to try and trade him. It doesn't sound like a buyout's on the market. Like, for, first and foremost, like, this is the right thing for both sides, right? Like, the Rockets don't want him playing. And, like, does, does he need to play for that team at all? No. I mean, like, if you are buying John Wall or you're into the John Wall experience, you know that it's a guy who's well past his prime, who's being paid 40 plus million dollars. I believe the player option on the back half of his deal is $47 million. Good for John Wall. Congratulations. I'm happy for you, uh, Raleigh's own. But uh, like he, he, you're, you're buying John Wall's whatever potential, whatever that might be, not based on what he's done with what he might do with the Rockets in, you know, October and November. That's a good point. Cause my first reaction to this was like, why, why does he want to sit? Like, why is he kind of going along with this? You're an NBA player. You want to play. He needs to kind of up his value. I think to a degree around the league and look, he wasn't bad last year, you know, after being traded to the Rockets, he averaged over 20 points per game for him, 20.6. Like that's, that's pretty good. He didn't shoot particularly well, but he averaged almost seven assists at 6.9. Like overall, there's still some usefulness to him as a player, even if he's not that five-time all-star he was. And so at one point, I'm like, maybe the Pels are desperate. They should try and like trade for John Wall. And then you try and figure out a trade. And he's owed $41.5 million basically this season. As you said, the player option is forty over $47 million. <laughs> Good, good luck trying to figure out how to make that happen in a in a single team deal. Like, so it's interesting that they're not going to buy him out because look, if you're him, why the hell would you agree yeah. to give any money back on on that massive of a contract? It would need to be significant, right? And he's not going to forego much of the ninety one, ninety two million dollars he's left. But is there like any deal out there that makes sense to trade him? They're keep, so they're keeping him around the team, right? Like he's going to be at practice. He's going to be around them all. He's just not going to play in games, meaning they think this is going to drag out. Like a deal isn't imminent for him because I don't really know how you figure one out with the amount of money that he's owed. 
Yeah, a quick look around the league. Like, is there a spot that would make sense for both parties? Like, it's not like they're just moving on from John Wall and they'll trade him to anywhere. They're trying to do him a solid, right? They're trying to send him somewhere <laughs> that he can That's play and have a role. So it's not as simple as like, okay, let's call up OKC in Detroit. Let's call up some bad teams willing to take on bad money or whatever it might be um, with all due respect to those two fan bases. Uh, I, shout out to Rylan and Koo, host of those two podcasts. Uh, but like, they need to send him somewhere he can play. They got to find a, a willing suitor. So it's not that simple. You look around the league, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be a quick one. So it's someone's going to have to get creative. Um, if, if he's not committed to doing a, a buyout, which he shouldn't be, quite frankly, um, get your money. But so... I think it just seems like it's a tough needle to thread. Like I just, I, I'm having a tough time, you know, whatever, five hours into this news being out, trying to figure out a way that this ends cleanly, but at least it's amicable on team and player side for now. So it won't get messy. Yeah. That's the really nice thing, right? Like it, it almost seems like, look, if I were him, I'd want to play and I'm, I'm not him. Obviously it, it's a little bit weird to me that he's kind of like stepping away and saying like, no, I'm I, it's fine. Send me home more or less, or I won't play in games. But I wonder if it's, as you said, Houston doing him a solid, right? You, you don't make this messy. We'll send you to kind of a preferred destination. If we can, if we can get it, we'll send you to a team that you'll have a role where you're going to get to play where you might be into the playoffs and we won't, we won't ship you to OKC, which would be like the kind of natural destination for this sort of thing. You know, the, the one team that I think makes like a ton of sense would be the Los Angeles Clippers where maybe they ship out like Serge Ibaka, Eric Bledsoe, and maybe like someone else to make the money work because it would take like three or four guys yeah. to make the money work. Uh, that seems to make a lot of sense to me. He's too young to be on the Lakers, I think, at only 30, 31, and they don't really have a need for him. Um, but like that, that seems to make the most sense to me, but it feels like that's going to take a little bit before a Clippers team is like, okay, let's pull the, the trigger on John Wall. Like he's a good buy low candidate, I think. Like you wouldn't need to get up anything. And in theory, the Rockets are sending you something to take him on. But that price tag is so high and the amount of players it would take to make just to match that salary makes it really difficult i think like i've seen people throw out ben simmons for him i don't even know if that would work and i don't think it does with the amount of money that john wall is making which is like 10 million more than what ben simmons makes which is kind of crazy to think about yeah i mean there's if there was an easier fit we would be there we would be hearing about the john wall trade possibilities as opposed to this sort of like um, carefully stated, everyone's, don't worry, This no one's mad here. We're just all agreeing that John Wall isn't going to show up to work and will still collect his paychecks. Don't, no, no one at the league office get mad. This is, you know, this is all, it, it's all above board. Everyone's cool. Everyone's cool. It's funny because, right, the league has come in and it's like, if you have a healthy guy, they should be playing. I saw this with Anthony Davis in New Orleans after he made his trade request. They wanted to shut him down. The league was like, we're going to fine you if you don't if you don't play this dude. And here both parties are like, he's healthy. He's not going to play. I'm sure there's some lingering stuff with the injury, but it seems like he should be out there on the court playing. And everyone's just kind of like cool with this one, which I think is a little, little bit strange yeah, to a certain degree. But like. If both, sides get, if both sides get along, it's just like the league is like, it's okay. It's only when there was beef between, you know, uh, Clutch Camp and the, <laughs> and the Pelicans that they decide to step in. But if everyone's, if everyone is in on the grift, then it's, uh, then it's totally fine. And for now, I think that's what we're going to see. John Wall's going to watch a lot of basketball, just like you and me. He's just going to have a better job than us. Look, I think we have the best job in the world. You're unlocked on NBA on Wednesdays. You think John Wall's job is better? I got to be honest, uh, my salary isn't public, but I'll just say it now. I'm making less than 41 mil this year. It, I mean, technically, that could be 40 million. <laughs> exactly.
exactly. Yeah, you're pretty good at math. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, let, let, me, let me break the news here. It's also less than $40, $40 million. Um, you, you mentioned Clutch. We'll talk about them coming up, though, with the Denver Nuggets extending Aaron Gordon. Was this a good move, bad move? They pay too much. Also, that team's going to be expensive really soon. But before we get to that, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by DirecTV Stream. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's sister's wife's, I don't know, login, letting you get all the other good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to get your TV together, and it's called DirecTV Stream. And it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again. And the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com, compatible device required. Content varies by package. So here on the Locked On NBA Wednesday edition, the daily free show, bringing you all things association. And I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, joined by Mike Richmond, host of Locked On Blazers. You can follow him on Twitter, at Mike G. Rich. The Denver Nuggets getting their team expensive, extending Aaron Gordon four years, $96 million. Like on the surface, I have some sticker shock with this, but then you kind of look at the circumstances around the team. You know, they just traded for him at the trade deadline, investing first round picks in this. Like they kind of had to do this. And I actually don't hate the money for a guy that guards multiple positions, even if his three point shot is inconsistent like his is. Yeah. I mean, for if, if uh, on a team or a bad team paying $92 million for Aaron Gordon is bad business. That is not a way to make your team better on a fringe contender with a very little route to get be a, a team that has cap space and be a player in free agency in the future. This is the price of doing business. And Gordon on that particular team, his skill set isn't stretched as much as it would be other places where he's asked to do so many things. I like the deal. I like the deal. And I'm in favor of the Cronkies spending money. Go ahead and cut that check, Stan. Oh, look, I, I think that's a great thing. I talked about this on Lockdown Pelicans. Like if you're into in, like a middle to small market or a non-glamour market, you want them to succeed, right? Like you want them to show that if you have a window, you should go all in and get into the luxury tax and spend that money. And look, I'm in favor of most people spending their money, especially if it's not my money. And that's what they're doing here. Like I want them to do well. It shows Gail Benson and the Pelicans. Maybe you can win in these sorts of markets, make that trade, extend that guy and kind of keep that window open. Like they've got a window for two, three years, and that team's going to get expensive. You've got the looming what max extension basically coming from Michael Porter Jr. You've got Jokic on the supermax. Murray's extension has already kicked in. It's a really expensive team. That's not going to be like a, a couple dollars into the luxury tax team. They're going to be kind of deep in there, but yep. I'm rooting for them. And if you're a fan of a middle to small market, I feel like you should be rooting for them too to succeed in a way maybe, maybe the Blazers haven't by spending into the luxury tax. Yeah, I mean, it's you can you can have an expensive roster and not be very good. Uh, I've watched a couple of them. In, <laughs> I've watched them a couple of them in Portland, and now that same team, after being really expensive, is kind of um, maybe not going deep into the luxury tax because they're not very good. But if you are good, teams do not win championships and stay out of the luxury tax. It does not happen in this league. The teams that win titles have big old payrolls. It is very rare. It takes something weird like whatever happened in Golden State's magic to get there. Otherwise, teams that win titles, and, and the later uh, Warriors teams are a testament to this, 
have huge gaudy payrolls and our luxury tax teams. You cannot be a competitive team. It is a signal to the franchise. We care about winning to pay to pay the guys you have. And also just the opportunity costs, like you mentioned with Gordon, they had to pay him. They had to pay him. So good move by the Nuggets. They, they, they couldn't let him walk. Like no. he, he might not have gotten that much on the open market, though. I think he kind of would have. And look, he's also rep by clutch, right? We've seen they get their dudes paid. Lonzo Ball got four years and $85 million. And I can tell you firsthand, he's not worth that kind of money. You know, maybe not horribly far from it, but that feels like right. an overpay for him. But teams are willing to pay clutch clients because they kind of want to get in good with Rich Paul and that group of people knowing how powerful they are. Look, pay the dude, make make the agent somewhat happy who's a big power broker in the NBA. Even if you as a fan like hate that sort of thing, right? You want the teams to have the power for whatever reason. You got to kind of play this game as you said, you know, they they invested in him to to a degree. It's like the opportunity cost and I think that's a really big important thing to look at and look they were a good team. If Jamal Murray comes back from the injury healthy and you saw them start to click a little bit somewhat soon after that trade before injuries and things kind of took their toll. But that's a team that could be really good. And like they're going to be the, the West is still going to be somewhat open to a degree. The Lakers are super old, right? Who knows if the Suns are going to be able to kind of recapture some of that magic? Who knows what the Jazz are going to end up doing? Like they're kind of right in there is, is one of the top four teams in the Western Conference to to an extent, I think. Yeah, depending on Jamal Murray's health this season, they're a team that could win a championship. And if you're a team that could win a championship, pay for it. There's no, there is, whatever you think your championship window is, it is 20% less. So if, if you think the, if the Nuggets think they have four years, they have three. If the Nuggets think, you know, it's like, it's just less than that. So yeah. go, go for it while you have it. I saw someone on Twitter, they photoshopped a banner into the Denver arena next to their other ones that said 2022, 2023 paid the luxury tax. And as someone in a small market, I actually kind of felt that one a little bit. And I was like, you know, going into the luxury tax is a pretty significant thing for a team like that. So yeah, ha hang the banner and definitely do it and try and try and get in there. Um, and he fits, right? Like we like his skill set there. Yeah, and I think good. he made a really good point. Yeah, he's a, he's a good player. Like I, everyone hates when guys get paid and all of a sudden that guy's not good anymore. But no, use, useful player who fits, I think. Yeah, it's like it, Aaron Gordon is not a 1A, 1B guy. Like you're not going to be good if he's your 1A, 1B guy. We kind of saw that in, in, in Orlando. But if he's your fourth best player, which he's going to be in Denver, you're good. Like that's a really good basketball team if he's your fourth best player. They're going to be – I like the move for him. I, I – I think he fits well on both ends. Um, you know, I'm not I'm not mad about the money. Go get it, AG. I'm I think all all <laughs> things good. All things good coming out of this news. Uh, except for maybe look, look, like clutch sports getting more powerful. Yeah, they look, they they this is a huge win for them to a certain degree and it shows teams are willing to play ball with them, which depending on how you feel about that, yeah, might not be uh the the best thing. Just kind of depends I think on where you are. But like as you said, good for Eric Gordon. Go get your money. We want guys to get paid here. This is an awesome thing. Uh so coming up here next on the Wednesday edition of Locked On NBA, in-season tournament, is, is there actually a way to make this work? And does a million dollars per player really pull it off? I'm not entirely sure about that. Uh, we'll find out what, what Mike here thinks in a second. But before we get to all of that, today's episode of Locked On NBA is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar, it's it's this one's simple. It's the best tasting protein bar out there. These things taste like a candy bar, except they're healthy 
for you. You don't need your protein bar to be a gourmet meal. It doesn't need to make you feel things you've never felt before. But if you need the best tasting one before or after your workout, you may as well do that. And that is Built Bar. And these things are delicious. I love the mint brownie flavor that's basically mint chocolate chip ice cream, except healthy for you and in protein bar form. I also really recommend the salted caramel. The double chocolate's really good too. The macros on these things are great. 17 to 18 grams of protein, calories between 130, 180, only four to five grams sugar, only four to five grams net carbs. They're all tasty. They're all healthy. And if you want to give them a try, go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Again, that is promo code LOCK15 for 15% off over at built.com. Today's episode of Locked On NBA also brought to you by betonline.ag. Football is back. The NBA season is around the corner. So if you want to get in on the action, there's no better way than heading over to betonline.ag, your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, betonline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football and any future bets you want to make for the NBA. If you're feeling good or bad about your team, you can go bet on it over at betonline.ag. So head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 100% welcome bonus. That's double your initial deposit just for signing up. And don't forget, use promo code NFL100 from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season over at betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. Again, betonline.ag, promo code NFL100 over at your online sportsbook experts. All right, continuing to talk all things association with Mike Richmond, host of the Locked On Blazers podcast. It's a day that ends in Y, which means the NBA is trying to figure out how to make an in-season tournament work, add some sweet extra games and some more TV revenue to to the slate of things here. The newest rumor we're hearing from Woj is they're going to try and do this where the payout is $1 million per player. And at first... I kind of love this, right? Like, let's put some money on the table, like winner take all, like let's get these guys motivated. But is it going to actually motivate them? Like, does a million dollars do much for some of these guys? Like, is John Wall motivated who's making $44 million by an extra $1 million? It's going to matter to the end of bench guys, right? Those vet minimum guys. But does it matter to, to most players in the league necessarily? I, I think a million is right at the point where it is. Yes, I think a million gets gets us up to the point where even dudes making thirty million dollars a year know that a million dollars is a ton of money. Like <laughs> they get it. Um, <laughs> I, I think like rich people love making more money. It's one of their favorite things in the world. Um, but yeah, I, I think you're. I think we're getting close with that with that money line. I think the only the only way to make a in season tournament viable is to make it have some some value to the players involved because. Um, and I don't know how to incentivize them to play a game that isn't for a Larry O'Brien trophy that isn't cash. I think I think this is a good solution, although an imperfect one. Yeah, I think it's at least a good start to kind of making guys care because I agree with you. Like, look, there's nothing wrong with making more money. And if you can make an extra million on top of what you're already doing, kind of for the job you're already doing, why not try and go for it? And it also, you know, could it could add some more revenue in there, which is only going to help things when it comes to the salary cap and make players even more money. So you can try and sell it to them. So as I was thinking about this, I was trying to figure out if I care about this or if Pelicans fans would care about this. And I put this kind of question out there and this is where I'm not sure if, it, if maybe it falls apart, right? Like it's great if you get the players motivated, but what if no one else really cares about this? What if the fans don't actually care about this? You know, if, if the, if the trailblazers win the in-season tournament or whatever it is, but don't get into the playoffs, 
are, like, are Blazers fans happy? Are they going to look at like the NBA champions, the Lakers, and be like, haha, you, you got that Larry O'Brien trophy, but have you seen my like in season tournament trophy? Like, does it actually matter? Do you think? Like, do fan, do you think fans are going to care about something like this? Yeah, I don't know if the Adam Silver Cup is going to exactly ignite people. I, <laughs> I think th- there is something, you know, we're never going to get to the point of, of European soccer where a where the various in-season tournaments are meaningful and where like, oh, hey, we we went for this. Like, I don't think, I just don't think North American sports are going to get there that simple. I, I don't think the fans are conditioned to that type of thing, but I can see a situation where teams like, with all due respect, the Sacramento Kings who haven't won anything, who, uh, who have, haven't even won a playoff series but recently. You discount the that summer league trophy that that, that well, easily for them. It, the summer league trophy is fun. Like that's fun. You get these fan bases that are starved for something to root for. It can be fun for them. Like seeing De'Aaron Fox play an important game can be fun for fans in Sacramento. Like I think that's real. Um, I just think that. Uh, the way the discourse about the sport is, is that the regular season is already super meaningless. And the only thing that matters is trophies and uh, player movement in the off season, that adding another thing that also seems meaningless does not, it doesn't solve the big question. Yeah, I, I'm kind of with you on that. I, you know, I was trying to think about how to make this work. And as I've kind of just like stumbled around on this, I'm like, I just don't know if this, this really makes sense or if the like fans would necessarily care like that much other than maybe like the week that it happens. Like how long are they talking about, you know, the summer league champion thing? Does that just kind of like go away? Cause like ultimately it really doesn't matter. And look, the Pelicans were undefeated in our like phantom summer league champs here. It's like a split national title in college football. We had fun with it for a couple of days and no one's mentioned it since. You know, I, I look at the WNBA and they they introduced the Commissioner's Cup this past year, which I thought was kind of interesting, where basically they the have games 10 games that are also regular season games. And it's right. just your record in those 10 games that kind of matter a little bit more. The two teams that have the best record from that winning percentage face each other in the Commissioner's Cup title game. So you only add one game on to the regular season, essentially. So it kind of eliminates that sort of argument of these guys maybe not wanting to play more games. And it seemed like that was okay, right? But it seemed like people were confused about which games were Commissioner's Cup games. The players were confused about them themselves, which if you can kind of clear that up ahead of time, I think it could also be a tool that makes the end of the regular season matter a little bit, right? Like when teams are kind of going into load management or just shutting it down and straight tanking, what if you made a lot of those games the Commissioner's Cup games where you actually want to win those to try and get in there and maybe it eliminates some of that so it kind of solves two problems in a sense maybe? Yeah, I, I, the league's path forward to being better, to having a better product is making the regular season matter more. So any way you can do that, mm-hmm. I'm with it. I'm with it. Like, I don't think just tacking on an in-season tournament and still playing 80 games is the solution. I think you have to play less regular season games. We saw what last year a compacted regular season looks like. You got to get creative. Um, and But making the regular season more meaningful is the task for the NBA. Because right now, we've got 80 games that the diehards like you and me love and our listeners love. You're listening to Locked on NBA in the middle of September. You love this. But we need everybody else <laughs> on board. And I don't think adding, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm skeptical that, uh, I'm, I'm skeptical that making the regular season a little more diluted is the path forward. 
Yeah, and that's why I wonder if doing them in that Commissioner's Cup way where you don't add any games right. is here's 10 games on your schedule that count towards this other kind of standings board. And if you do well in that, you'll, you'll go there. And if you kind of backload it to a certain degree, and I don't know quite how you'd make that like fair and kind of figure that stuff out, that could be a little bit difficult to try and do. But I think that's why like the playing tournament helped some. You saw teams sure. be more competitive, I think, at the end of the year than they would have otherwise. And that only elevates the product because you said – the, the, the prevailing thought to people who aren't listening in the middle of September, like the NBA regular season doesn't matter. I'll pay attention when the playoffs roll around, but that doesn't fill arenas during the regular season. And that's kind of what you're really looking to do. How do you make the product on the court matter more than the product off? And that's been a problem the NBA's had, I think, for a little bit. We love free agency. We love the trade rumors. And then it comes to the actual games and people are like, eh, whatever. There's no stakes to a random Wednesday game between, you know, two teams that are out of the playoffs. So why pay attention? Anything you can do to that, I think, helps probably. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Any, any, anything to juice interest works. And the, the plan tournament is a great example because teams that were like 11th in the West, 11th in the East, either conference, they were like, oh, there's some incentive for us to not shut it down. And like, let's chase a little bit of hope. And fan bases get locked in and their games the last two weeks of the regular season were more fun, more interesting than they had been. Um, so if we can make the in-season tournament add that type of juice, I'm all for it. I'll get a David Stern commemorative cup t-shirt or whatever the hell it is. Oh, look, they would absolutely sell those. And look, it's a, it probably would be a sponsorship. I'm guessing the, the in-season tournament would be brought to you by like Caesars or I guess bet online or something like that. Probably. Um, interesting. Look, Bill, Look, man, they were the the sponsor for the U.S. track and field team. What's stopping them from from sponsoring the would, in-season tournament? You already know I would have a Built Bar in-season tournament Letterman jacket. I'd be sporting that on over on the Locked On Blazers YouTube channel. <laughs> uh, I would tune in to watch you just just for the the outfit there. But there we go. We solved the problem for the NBA. It's kind of do it as the Commissioner's Cup or something like that, I think, and don't add additional games. They're going to find a way to do this. Like, oh, it's yeah. going to happen. I don't know if it's going to be this season. Probably not. But in coming seasons, they're going to have something. Even if, if it's not good, it might take them a couple of iterations to figure it out. But, like, there's no reason they're not going to go down this route. And it definitely seems like something that Adam Silver really wants. Although I do like the idea of it being named after David Stern. That's probably a good way to kind of, like, commemorate him in a sense. Yeah, there you with go. something that he never thought of in the first place. Yeah, but it's making more money for the league. And that's what he really wants. That's what he wanted. Raises the profile. More games on TV. There you yeah. go. Adam Silver sent us the check in the mail because we just solved this for you right here. And look, it's going to do it for the Wednesday edition of Locked on NBA, the daily free show covering everything you want to know about the association. And on Wednesdays, I'm your usual co-host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and the host of the Locked on Pelicans podcast. And I'm Mike Richmond, a guest host this week at Mike G. Rich on Twitter. Follow me, Locked on Blazers. Uh, thanks for having me, Jake. I really appreciate it. Of course, everyone. Thank you all for listening. Check out Lockdown Rockets if you want to know more about John Wall and how a trade might get done. They're breaking it down over there with uh, Jackson Gatlin. And as always, thank you all for listening. We'll be back with you all next week.